Welcome to this episode of Reddit Guy. The subreddit we will listen to today is called r slash petty revenge. Our first post of this episode comes from NADDSS and it's titled Rude Customs Don't Deserve Free Stuff. I work at a small corner store in my town. Right now we give out tickets to each customer per purchase. You can rip them open and if you're lucky you get one with a small prize. Nothing big, just a bottle of iced tea, a pack of gum or something. The thing with those is that you can bend them a bit and see if they're winning tickets or not. I take some of them out every day and put them aside. Why it is important. Every day there is this guy coming in, like five times a day to buy scratch tickets. Thing is, he's just rude, an ass to everyone and basically throws the money on the counter while expecting to be server like a king. Once I brought out the trash and right there he always hangs out drinking beer with his friends. Once they were there and he just threw unnecessary rude comments at me for no reason, which pisses me so off. Now you can see I don't like him, at all, or basically any employee from this store, heard similar stories from them. Now whenever he's coming in to buy something and acts like an ass as usual I give him one of the losing tickets on purpose. He won't get anything for free as long as he buys from me. The next post from 40 Dutch is titled Petty Army Story. While I was in the military I was assigned a team leader who was younger than me and had one of the biggest egos I've ever come across. This guy was nothing special, couldn't PT without puking, had very bad body odor, haircut was never in regs. This guy was hated by the platoon. He was very do as I say, not as I do. So one day, another soldier's CAC ID card, very important, had his card fall into the vent in his vehicle. Given the time I'm sure he could have recovered it, nevertheless my sergeant took it upon himself to smoke this troop and make an example of him. He made sure to embarrass this particular soldier that he didn't like. We all felt bad for him. The very next day Sergeant Dickweed forgot his CAC in the computer and nobody noticed. After everybody left the room I grabbed it and put it in the shredder. He returned in a panic and recalled all the soldiers, then went through their bags thinking somebody stole it. Never once did he think it was me because I always played my cards right. To this day I've told nobody. Just been a funny secret I keep to myself that I can finally share. I hated this guy from the day I met him. He later received punitive action due to already losing his cack many times in the two years we were stationed together. He was PC Singh two days later so it made things especially difficult. He was later kicked from the army. Fuck that guy. The next post from Dancing in Hyrule is titled Try to Hustle Me for Money. Well sue me. First time poster, not sure if this counts. Long story short, we sold a property, there was a price reduction for specific flaws that were spelled out in the contract. By law, not US buyer has two weeks to point out other flaws, so, you know, you don't just trash the place once the contract is signed. However, our buyer was a complete a hole about it. Writing lung sobbing emails about this and that and every little thing was deductible in their mind, like, cleaning. Seriously, it was so bad that I ended up layering up and leaving the professionals handle it. Now buyer wants to, settle, for the price specified in the contract. They have contacted me directly to suggest this. Petty revenge, I'm not answering that email. No way, they can contact the laywer, who is totally refusing all of their claims. We might even end up saving money on this because of them trying to press us for money. Their only next step is to sue us, which I frankly would love for them to do. The next post from Wild Ask Guess is titled A friend gets well-deserved petty revenge on me, with butter. Dot. This is about a friend getting their petty revenge on me, and well-deserved it was. Years ago as a student I lived in a house share with this good friend, call him Fred. 
We both had part-time jobs to make ends meet. Dot. He worked in the local multiplex cinema, the first of its kind in our part of the UK. One day, he comes home ranting about just how thick and unhelpful customers can be, and how they have to be prodded for every part of their order. An example of the mind-numbing, repeated all-day-long dialogue with customers is given as an example below. Fred, would you like anything else, sir? Customer, yes, Fred, what would that be? Customer, a Coke, Fred, diet or full sugar? Customer, diet, Fred, what size? Customer, medium, and so on it would go, through nachos, popcorn, etc. I thoroughly listened and sympathized. So, next week my girlfriend and I go to watch a film, and it turns out. Fred serves us. He looks at me for a second, a second too long, and launches into the, what would you like sir? Questions, and I take him down the entire garden path having to be prodded for every answer. We got to popcorn as the last item, and the very last item after I'd ordered one of virtually everything I could think of, and he'd maintained an utter deadpan expression throughout. Sweet or salted? Salted. Would you like butter? Yes please. And off he goes to the machine with the butter pump, and he goes mad, and pumps it like a bastard. There must have been about a pint of butter in my popcorn. He then thanked me and told me quite politely to enjoy my film. Which I did. When I left, I had a huge popcorn bucket-shaped ring of butter on my trousers where the bucket had leaked. It was a masterful piece of petty revenge. It still makes me smile and we're still very good friends. The next post from many many books is titled Guy Who Collects Cans Gets Canned. Dot. About 30 years ago my brother was in the used car business and did a lot of work with small garages and muffler shops. He was in one of these when an older man, wearing grungy clothes came in and picked up a bag full of empty aluminium cans. These cans were redeemable for the 5 cents deposit paid when the beverage was purchased. He asked the mechanics about this and was told that this guy was down on his luck so they saved the cans for him and around once every couple of months he would come by and they would give them to him. This was roughly a $10 gift as they could have a company come by and pay this amount for a special sized bag that holds the correct number of cans when full. Give or take a few. Apparently this had been going on for a while. A couple of months later while stopped at a red light my brother saw a well-dressed man at the open trunk a new car. The man changed out of his nice clothes and put on the grungy outfit that my brother remembered seeing. The man left his car and went around the corner to a different garage where he was also given a bag of can. Obviously this guy had figured out a way to take advantage of people's charity. Well my brother let the businesses he dealt with in the story and soon every business in the area that had employees and drink vending machines was told about the scam. The guy disappeared from the area soon after. It wasn't much in the way of revenge but these were basically nice people and they weren't interested in hurting him for the relatively small amounts they individually gave him. They were happy enough just to tell him to get out and never come back. The next post from NorCal Nerd Empty Nest is titled A Tale of Job Loss and Burned Bridges. So this one is old, so if anyone in it is still working there I feel bad for them but not enough to not share. Also, no permission given to repeat this story beyond this post, thank you. I was recently out of a short military stint and needed a job, so I went looking and found the local fast food franchise was hiring for general cooks. I went in and they seemed excited to have me since not a lot of 23 yo guys were hunting for a fast food gig at the time, our memories. I did well, and was rapidly moving up to supervisor level and was told I'd be getting transferred to a store across town as the closing soup. Sweet, 75 cent raise and promoted inside two months. 
The only thing was, literally two days before I transferred and went from bottom rung to guy in charge level they had the two cooks from the new store work with me. As a line cook. So as soon as I got there everyone knew I was a brand new boss. Not a lot of respect at first, but I coped and eventually wrote up the best cook, one of the two guys, for breaking a rule. Well, he was pissed but I stood firm and did it right. In the office, written down, and explained. He got over it and things got a lot better, though the manager did rip up the write-up and told me not to do it again. Him. So now I've been at this for months and the promised raise is, in the works, only 25 cents so far and the store is clearly going to close. The manager had a coke nail and I was left alone every night with one employee scheduled even on weekends. The inevitable comes and the place is shut down, and they transfer me to a store minutes from my apartment. Yes, closer and they said the raise is coming now. Well, a month later and the district manager pulls me aside. I'm told that they had a sexual harassment complaint against me but if I took a demotion to line cook I could keep my job. WTF. The store had a strong group dynamic and the only positions not claimed were entry level. Soups were manager friends, managers were DM friends, and the DM was old family friends of the franchise owner. I did some digging and they went to a new hire and asked leading questions to get answers they wanted. I talked to her, publicly but quietly, and let her know I hoped I hadn't made her uncomfortable and she was bewildered. Had zero clue what I was talking about. Ah him. So now it's holiday season and I've been told my raise was only 25 cents as a trainee, and because I had failed to make it I was a line cook again and lost even that. But, I was still scheduled to closing shift. Every night. With no soup. Well, by this time I'm broke, my car is dead, and I am just done with it all. The last sting, scheduled to close on Christmas Eve because everyone except me and the two new hires were at the party. Thrown by the manager at their place. Gift exchanges, drinking, a general fun time but only for the chosen ones. Or hell no. So the day comes and I'm watching the clock. At 30 minutes to my shift I call and leave a message. I quit. I get a drunken call back 5 minutes after my shift yelling at me I can't quit, no one can cover for me. I said, as an employee there are many things I can't do. Quitting however, is not one of them. Good luck. Yes, I torched that damn bridge with napalm, but no way in hell was I going to work for a place that would use a trumped up life destroying accusation to save 25 cents an hour, and that would have hung over me as long as I stayed. Bigger dreams than line cook for me, and they got the point. Never even been back for food, and I lived three blocks away for years. Screw you and your happy little star. The next post from Perennially Behind is titled Someone Got Petty Revenge On Me, But It Didn't Work Out Like They Planned. About 35 years ago, hi, I'm old. My department was summoned to a meeting at work at a university. We went to an empty classroom and sat down. A policewoman came into the room, headed to me, said, are you perennially behind? You're under arrest, Mr. Behind, handcuffed me, and moved me to a chair at the front of the room. Yes, it was a stripper. Since this was a state university she only went down to a bikini. She had really good patter down, including gems such as, you're not looking at me, perennially. I guess you can't handle a real woman after all those sheep. Ah, she knew me too well. Clearly she had been coached. Turns out that a couple of lower ranking people in my department decided that I needed a taste of my own medicine. This was completely justified. I was kind of obnoxious back then. However it didn't work out quite like they thought. I was annoyed at first but then went along with the joke and embraced my humiliation fully. So I wound up getting plaudits from everyone for being such a good sport and showing that I could take it as well as dish it out.
One of the two culprits was fine with that. The other wanted me to suffer so he was disappointed. This warmed the cockles of my cold heart. Maybe I had some petty revenge as well. The next post from Crazy Gamer 907 is titled Ratting my predeader ex out to his mother, O and HES already facing a rape church by another ex. So a little background also want to pre-apologize for spelling and grammar I'm dyslexic and was in a rush typing, I was groomed at the age of 12 by a pedophile. Well that coosed a long line of me dating pedophiles as I got older this specific one started when I was 16. Well I was freshly 16, from only 3 months, and I met this person Ryan on Omegle he told me he was 23 and I say ad I was 16 he was okay with that. Well after a night of grossness we exchanged discord info and started talking and dating through there this continued for almost a year, entire time was explicitly sexual between pictures and video calls. Well my parents found out, and I lost all electronics they were going to call the police but I managed to get him to tell me the first and last initial of the guy and they didn't have TJE right Ryan it was someone else well few months and I kept secretly seeing Ryan for the sake of not letting another little girl get woven into his trap but at this point I was 17 and found new guy, who by the way is my age and we're now engaged, best life decisions I've made my family literally love him and think of his as their family too. Anyway it blocked Ryan claiming I had to be carefully well a month before my BD wit XH he knew he tried getting back together fully shit him down that was March. Well here's where revenge comes in so he'd given me his full name and told me about his FB well today. October. I found his mother's FB and sent her a nice long message so here we are ill update if she responds and with what down below is the message I sent I want to note he is still dealing with court and has to cheek with his parole officers because he's being accused of raping his ex while she was sleeping, oh and his mother's husband, his stepdad, is active duty marine and they have two sons around and younger than me hello mom, I'm sorry to bother you and I know you don't know who I am but there's something you need to know and this has been eating me alive for a while. I know this will be hard to hear or believe but if you'd like I do have the conversations and things that prove what I'm going to tell you. And I'm not telling you this to get him in trouble I'm just worried HES going to do this to another person. My name's Katie and I turned the 18th of March of this year, I met your son Ryan June 29, 2019, on a website called Omegle, we talked that night then exchanged discord information where we continued to have a sexual and neuramal relationship, when this started I was only 16. Eventually my parents found out and I lost electronics, I convised them not to contact police and we had it NT talked from November 24, 2019 through January 22, 2020, I was worried he'd go for another young girl or an even younger on since he was okay with my age. I told him that I couldn't talk for a while and I juice led him on to try and prevent that. But I had blocked him on the original account, March 7th of 2021 he made a new account and tried contacting me again where I finally and fully told him to never message me again. I was still only 17. All this time I felt worried and guilty that HWE might still be going after minors. Again I don't want to start anything but lass he told me he was living with you and your husband. I'm hoping you can maybe prevent him from doing it again, and if you'd like I'll send you screenshots of all the conversions I have between us. I'm so sorry to inform and contact you like this. The next post from Away LA Not The City is titled A Landslide of Negative Experiences on Offer Up Leads To Me Bringing Someone Down With Me. I've always been a Craigslist guy but I moved somewhere where Craigslist isn't popular and it's all about Offer Up. To say the least dealing with people on Offer Up is a dogshit experience. I had accumulated a whole lot of pent up bitterness at the countless people that have ghosted me, wasted my time, showed up with less money than agreed upon, the onslaught of low ballers, 
people that can't make up their mind about selling their own item, liars, low ballers is there handing me their agreed upon money, etc. My second to most recent exchange was me driving out 30 minutes to buy a laptop waiting at a Starbucks, the guy telling me the laptop wasn't done factory resetting. Waiting for him for hours while I did my shopping, and then finally ghosting me. I told him, if I were you, I would delete my account and take down all the listings. I then logged onto an alt account a day later and changed my name to Anton Chigger and messaged him about an item he had for sale, he told me yes it was available. Then I asked him, what's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? He left me on read and then a day later his account was gone, or he blocked me, idk I like to believe he thought he was about to be executed by a cattle euthanizer. But this wasn't the most recent event. Two months later I found myself short on rent and conveniently somebody messaged me that morning about a VR headset I had for sale. I was like ah yes this is perfect, because he seemed like a serious buyer. We were messaging back and forth all morning, asking me questions about the headset, even planned to drive out to him 30 minutes so we could meet somewhere that was closer and more convenient to him. I asked what time we could meet, I'm available now, he said he was at school but he'll let me know when he's on his way driving to our meetup location. I asked if he could at least give me an ETA so I can plan my day out. Leaves me on read. Three hours go by and I realize this guy is full of shit. So I log on to an alt account and message him about an item he has for sale. Immediately he responds saying it's available. Alright cool I've got him nibbling on the bait. I asked if we could meet in a couple hours, but asked if he could drive to me cause I don't have a car. I choose a fake location in a suburban neighborhood about 30 minutes drive from him. Initially he leaves me on read but then I ask him if he'll do it for an extra $30. He immediately responds yes. Alright so I got this guy on the hook. I go about my day, oh and a nice surprise my check ended up clearing at the bank so I don't have to worry about being short on rent anymore. I'm at the bank when I get a message from him saying he's on his way. 30 minutes later he tells me he's outside the address I gave him, 123 West F Street. I waste his time by telling him I don't see him, and oops I gave the wrong address, it's only a block away at 456 West F Street. I take my time before checking again, and there's a message saying he's been waiting a few minutes at the correct address. I tell him, do you know what the F in WF Street stands for? He says, er, uh, 4th. 4th Street, and I say, F stands for, fuck you. You inconsiderate shit. Next time think twice before wasting people's time. Would it have taken much effort to at least send a message saying, sorry I'm no longer interested. You're not the main character. People have lives. Get fucked. Hook line and sink a baby. He responds, what? And then I block him. And I block him from my main account too lol. Oh man that was such a satisfying moment. All the pent up bitterness from all the bullshit I've dealt with from the scum of offer up just released at once. Hope he thinks twice before doing that again. The next post from Very Sly Kinda Fox is titled Annoying Customer Complaining About Getting Less Fluid Than He Paid For, Even Though He Got More And Ended Up Getting Less. Posted in another thread someone commented that it would also be nice in here so I don't work in the gastro industry anymore but a friend of mine still does and he perfected this one technique that I'm going to tell you about. For any US people 1 DCL equals about 3.3 fluid ounces. Anytime a customer, it's always the unpleasant ones that do this, complains about getting a smaller drink for example 3 dcl of fresh orange juice and they think it's less because the glass doesn't look that full even though it's over 3 dcl 
or they get a different glass because sometimes you run out of a certain type of glass etc. Well anytime they are rude and start complaining my friend tells them to please wait and says he will fix their problem, while the customer waits in front of him he proceeds to pull out a 1dcl. Measuring glass, starts measuring out exactly 3dcl, and pouring them into another glass while looking directly at the customer, after he gets exactly 3dcl. He pours the rest into the sink while still looking directly at the customer. There is always at least 0.5 dcl. That goes into the sink. He then takes the new exactly measured glass and hands it to said customer and says something along the lines of here you go sir it's exactly 3 dcl. Works like a charm and they never complain again. Today's last post from Beaver Pup is titled Moron in a Costco parking lot holds up traffic, so I don't leave. So this isn't a super long detailed story like some but I was reading another post of parking-related revenge and it reminded me of what happened a couple weeks ago. The setting, the ruthless battle royale of a Costco parking lot the people, a boomer lady in a Lexus basically as I was getting done loading all the shit into the car when I was probably two minutes from being done some bitch came up and decided she was going to wait for my parking spot. That in itself is super fucking strange since I wasn't parked anywhere near the door but she decides to just fucking wait the entire time I'm finishing up unloading but by that time there was a couple other people behind her because she was blocking traffic in the parking lot, and honks were starting. So right as soon as I got done, got in the car and started it and immediately threw it into reverse for the lights. But then I just waited with my foot on the brake for like another 30 seconds, turned the truck off, got out and yelled while looking in her general direction. Yo fuck it I'ma go grab a pizza. Her window was down so she definitely fucking heard me, and walked back into Costco. I could have just left but I did end up buying another pizza cause ytf not. She didn't ever say anything to me, just sitting there diagonal in the parking lot with her blinker on waiting for my parking spot, and I didn't look back to see if she scowled at me. But after other people got involved they did start honking so she honked back. TLDR idiot rudely holds up traffic in a Costco parking lot for three-ish minutes waiting for me to leave my spot, so I go back in the store. Not really sure if it's revenge or not, just doing my part to show a rude lady that karma is a thing. Link diagram no she wasn't there when I got back.